This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. This is episode 29, Posting on Purpose. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay. Extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to On Purpose. My name's Justin Barclay, reformed radio shock jock turned inspiration junkie. Each week, we bring you extraordinary stories of ordinary heroes living their daily lives, turning pain into purpose, finding opportunities in the obstacles, and transforming tragedy into triumph. What separates them from the others? How do they stand out in the crowd? We dissect their process and uncover their powerful secrets, the keys to living life on purpose. Today we get to talk to a guy who lives in my neck of the woods. He lives in Holland, the Holland in Michigan, right on the lake shore, and um, got a chance to speak with him about a new project he's working on. He's turning social media and social media for your business upside down on its head. No matter whether you have a brand, a business, or a blog, or maybe a book that you want to write. Matter of fact, he's written one just recently. He'll tell you how to reach the folks that you need to reach in a new and creative way. Sean Miller, welcome to the show. Let's start with uh, the first question. Who are you and what do you do? Well, <laughs> you know, I think we met. Uh, I think we met actually through uh, Jimmy Lee. Yeah, if I'm if I'm right. Absolutely. In, in memory banks and. Uh, what I'm doing, I'm talking to you from 1871 in Chicago, which is the, the, the real startup hub downtown Chicago. It's in the Merchandise Mart right on the river. Really, really cool, hip place run by a dude named Howard Tolman and a bunch of venture capital guys, as you would expect. Techstars is here and all that stuff. And I'm involved with a company called Smink, which is S-M-Y-N-C, Smink, which is kind of a weird name, but it came out of social media sync, but has evolved from there. And Smink is involved in the business of word of mouth, which sounds kind of funny to be involved in the business of word of mouth. But if you are running a big brand... And you're wanting to connect and use digital marketing and you're wanting to connect and use social media today. Uh, the game has changed really rapidly. And in fact, uh, just just a few weeks ago, uh, Facebook had already put the put the coffin or you know, put what we call uh, the jargon is organic reach, meaning a, a brand's ability to reach people organically. They had already uh, put that in the coffin, but they just freaking piled dirt over it a few weeks ago. So if you're running a business page or a publication in the Facebook uh, experience, as everybody is, right, or wants to be, uh, they basically said that two, there's only two ways for you to reach anybody. One of those is to pay. 
right? So the reality is, and we didn't really recognize this as business owners. We didn't really recognize that we were renting access to all those people. Mm -hmm. We're just like, well, all those people are there and it's free. So we can go there too, right? But mm. what we didn't realize is we were <laughs> renting the access to that. And so the, the network has basically said, well, you know, it turns out we're the landlord and we're a publicly traded company and uh, we'd love you to continue to reach your people that you've, you know, spent the last seven years building relationship with our network, but now you're going to have to pay. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, don't well, even... Yeah. Don't even get me started, Sean, because there's a guy in radio for the last, you know, 20 years and, and his Facebook and MySpace sure. and all these other things came along. We helped push these people via the old media to this, oh, yeah. to this new place. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, they wanted to turn around and say, well, if you want to talk to these people. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. have to pay for it. Wait. Oh, what? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, here's a, this is this is profound. This will this rocked my mind for like a day. The first time somebody said this to me, and they, and they said, "If you're not paying to be on the product, then you are the product." Yeah, absolutely. And I went, "Oh crap." <laughs> okay i get it right so so all of this stuff that i've been doing there and all the content i've been creating there and connections i've been making there i've really been working for them for free yes yep uh, okay <laughs> well that's cool right so it is what it is whatever mm -hmm. i'm not mad about it. it is what it is so so they said you have to pay and and big brands can pay and small companies can pay and, and whatever basis is relevant to them and they're willing to do that's that's fine right but there's another way, right? There's another way because social networks are designed in their very nature like a big, basically it's like a big party, right? And they're designed for people to connect with people. You're supposed to connect with people that you know or that you'd like to know and you're supposed to have actual conversations, right? And share pictures and videos and funny cat videos and, and pictures of your baby and this is what you do there, right? That's yeah. what's supposed to happen. So it's a really fantastic environment and what happens there all the time is, is what we would call an old school word of mouth marketing, right? Word of mouth advertising happens there all the time. So what, what a brand can do is establish intentionally relationships with the people that are fans of them and like what they do and are totally nerded out about the context in which they operate. And they can empower those people to speak on their behalf on the social network right and so the jargon we apply to that is social brand advocacy meaning on social media people that like the brand are speaking about it in a favorable way and that can be reviews and recommendations and sharing insights and advice and in all the things that that would go along right all the versions of word of mouth that just functionally happen really easy on a social network and the reality is you can reach a tremendous number of people uh, that way or, or your your customers right can reach a tremendous number of people that way and they can reach them in a way that a brand cannot because they can reach them they, by their nature they're reaching them uh, with attention that you can't get as an advertiser right because I know you and I like you and I trust you and I look at your stuff right we're, we're actual friends so you, you gather my attention in a way that a brand cannot uh, but more importantly 
that insight or that sharing or that recommendation or, or answer to a question or a review, it's coming with trust. Mm. Right. It's, it's coming with a high degree of trust and everybody's got a crazy uncle or whatever. Right. But for the most part, you trust your friends and family. Right. right. I mean, <laughs> maybe not exclusively, but for the most part. So how but, does how does this yeah. work? How, how do you how do you make that make that connection? So how does it functionally happen for the brand? Uh, well, it functionally happens for the brand. Uh, in the way that we manage it with Smink is that we we go out and we find those folks that are already engaged in the brand or in the brand context, right? And I, I say context meaning you know in the in the they're, they're passionately interested in the in the same area of the products or services of the business. So they're already engaged in that naturally. And they they have a tendency to talk about that, a tendency to talk about that brand specifically, ideally. So and, let's and talk uh, about connect with them. For for example, me, I've got yeah. three dogs. We love we're dog people. We have a yeah. we have a zoo here. You've got yeah. a pet product and I'm already talking about my dogs, posting pictures of them like every yeah. uh, every day. Uh, yeah. I would be somebody that you would you would reach out to for some for someone that could, yeah, could, well, so let's say you had a, a particular kind of dog food that you were fond of, right? And you were you were probably uh, loyal to that brand. And what we what we find is that uh, we we can find with the data, right? That the reality is everything. You know, I, I I know if I want to, just I can see what kind of peanut butter you like, right? Sure. I have I have, I have access to that data. Yep. <laughs> that kind of freaks people out, but I have access to that data. And again, so, you yeah. are the product. You gave them. You gave. Yeah, them that you matter. told me. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you told me that. So it, indirectly, you told me mm-hmm. that, right? But because I can, because I can do that. I can if if a if a dog food kind of, you know if your brand of dog food wants to wants to hire you would be invited into sort of a, a, a virtual private network like a, like a, a little social club for you and other dog nerds like you that like the kind of food that you guys like mm. and the, the that's an opportunity then for about three things to have have happened uh, to engage with one another in a very specific community, right? Because right now on Facebook, you, you, you get some people that are, you know, obviously interested in dogs also, but in this case, you're going to get people that are, are really into the same stuff that you are. And the, you know, you're going to like that, right? Cause you're all into the same stuff. That's mm-hmm. going to be fun. Uh, you're also going to get uh, a a new level of access, a, a VIP level of access, or an insider level of access to that brand. You're going to be able to uh, know things, learn things, uh, see things before they happen, help them develop products, you know, and things that to to come uh, in a in a customer advisory role. Mm. You, the one of the things that I've said uh, foundationally. So th- this book comes out uh, next week. It's called "The New Face of Your Brand," uh, which is social brand advocacy grows business with consumer community and co-created marketing. And what I've said in that is I've declared the end of us versus them marketing. Because generally, uh, in in a marketing department, we run campaigns against a target audience and try to coerce them to do something, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very 1960. 
<laughs> so what we want, what we, what we're doing is we're commanding the brand to stop doing that, to stop using that military language, and consider their customers as their greatest asset, and invite them to be part of growing the brand together. So it's like a conversation. Absolutely, it start, All movements begin with a conversation. Right. Of people that are interested in the same thing. That's that's always the way. <clears throat> and, and that's very small. But all you know, a lot of a lot of small things can add up to a big thing. Right. So you're but empowering all, the people who are the customers, really. I mean, to exactly to take ownership in the brand, too. Exactly. Exactly. And and what what happens that's that's fascinating about this. So just to throw a couple of statistics on. Uh, what, what we see today is that advertising has been so bad and so pervasive that less than 1% of people are ever actually influenced by an advertisement. Yeah. And, and when I talked about trust earlier, trust is so bad. And we've done such a, a great job of telling people, uh, and particularly telling millennials that, that big companies are evil. We've done such a great job of telling them that that they believe that marketers act with integrity less than 4% of the time. So, so they, they, they trust Congress more than they trust marketers. I was, mar- was going to ask, uh, what about uh, you versus the presidential candidates? Yeah, co- Congress is about an 18% <laughs> approval rating, wow. and marketers are less than 4 Yeah. Oh. So, so, but the interesting thing, in particular with the younger crowd, with the millennial crowd and the digital natives, because millennials aren't as young as people think they are. They're out of college now. So the, the, the ones that are behind them, they're even, even more so. They... So don't trust brands Mm -hmm. that the odd thing is they have taken it upon themselves. It is thusly their responsibility to help their friends and family find brands that don't suck and can be trusted. Mm -hmm. So the interesting thing is, is there's this there's this movement afoot that where the the so, you know everybody's come into the social networks now the social networks have locked down access to the brands. Nobody trusts the brands, and yet you've got this this ever growing uh, you know in economic influence in in our in our society right of consumers the millennial consumers which are about to be the biggest uh, group in terms of spending dollars and they absolutely feel like it's their job to help their friends and family find companies that don't suck. You know, and I've noticed this too, Sean, with my mom, who's 68 years old. She's not a millennial, but she will review anything and everything on Facebook. (laughs) And it could be good or it could be very, very bad. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's, it's, um, you know, it's one of the things I've noticed in my, my own house, my, my wife, well, I guess I shouldn't say on public, but she just turned 40, but uh, she has 767 friends on Facebook. And if she wants to buy something, she will, she does not consult Google, right? There, there is no, you know, no, uh, no media is consulted. She goes to Facebook. She types the question to her 767 friends. And yeah. She says, I'm, I'm interested in this. What do you know about it? Who should I use? Right. And I'll be damned, but within minutes, right. Come back. Uh, a bunch of people that she's known, uh, she knows them, she likes them, she trusts them. And they say, well, I use this one, I use that one, this one sucked, this one was great. Uh, I recommend this one. And if one of them is recommended and includes you know, a way to contact them, the, the button is clicked and the deal is done. Wow. 
right? And then no media is consumed, right? No, no advertising is consulted. Uh, and she's contacting, oftentimes electronically, right? A lot of times through digital media, she's contacting the person or, or the company that then is recommended. And she's saying, you know, give me it, right? <laughs> there's, yeah. there's no, there's no schedule me, right? There's no, there's no sales conversation even going on. Because they, they've been vetted by people that she trusts. Power of relationships. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's funny because it's old. It's this old school stuff. Yeah. Right. This is old as, hey, this apple's pretty good. You should try it. Right. Mm-hmm. This is this is old school stuff. Or you got to try Farmer Johnson's, you know, bacon yeah. or whatever it would be. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This is old, old school stuff. Yep. But it it's it's really the you know, the social space takes time and space. Right. The social platform takes time and space away and offers leverage uh, to to that, you know, that word of mouth. A conversation in a way that we haven't seen before. Um, so it's it's a it's a it's a it's a wave, right? It's a conversion of uh, opportunity and need that is just very 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 fascinating to me. And so I'm I'm really all in on this. And and I think <laughs> probably 20 minutes ago you asked me, so what all are you doing? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and you know I am doing other things in business uh, as well, but this is what I'm really excited about. I want to talk about some of those things coming up in a second. But how did you get started? How did you find yourself here? I find that every entrepreneur or entrepreneur, solopreneur, whatever you want to call it, has a unique path. There are a lot of similarities. Uh, and I think there's things that we can learn from talking to each other about those. So let's find out where you started right after this. By the way, it's justinbarclay.com. That's the website. That's the blog where you can get access to my VIP all access newsletter, literally dozens of ways that you can create more freedom in your life. Tips, tricks, tools, inspiration. Love to see you on the inside. This is on purpose on, purpose. on the blaze radio network in the next 19 seconds. You could sell your home. Okay. It's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home. I mean this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to real and find an agent selected by my team a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. This is On Purpose on the Blaze Radio Network. The Chief Experience Officer at Smink. Sean M. Miller is on the phone talking about how he's turning social media upside down and on its head with posting on purpose. But today, you know, that's not the only thing that Sean does. I want to kind of give you a little bit of a glimpse into uh, some of the other projects. And Sean, I know entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs have a lot of different things, plates spinning at the same time, things that they want to accomplish. Matter of fact, you uh, you do, too. You you have a gym that you own, right? I always see you posting pictures working out. Yeah, we do. We own a Flex Fitness Center in Holland, which is on our 32nd uh, year now, and it's going great. And we, you know, we, we do uh, other, you know, various consultative projects, and we usually take a little piece of equity in those things. So we have a number of things going on at any one time. And what what's 
you know, the thing I've been involved, uh, Justin, in social for a long time. Uh, Cloud says I'm in the top 0.1 of 1% of influencers, whatever that means, right, on on some topics like business and, and social media and entrepreneurship. And in, in that space, I've, I've just, I started in social because I was fascinated by it. I enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, you know, I and as I developed in business, I saw the opportunity for it. Uh, there's there's a funny picture of me uh, in 2008. I'm on the front cover of the Sunday Holland Sentinel with my BlackBerry and my flip cam. <laughs> and the the, the, the fo- focus of the story was my 14,000 Twitter followers. Wow. <laughs> so I've been doing this for a while and I've been doing it for my business and other people's businesses for a while. And I've watched how it, how it has evolved and the power has shifted. The power has shifted. There was a time that the big publishers and big brands, they could totally dominate the social networks and they could get whatever they want. And they could connect with people the way they wanted to. And that power has shifted. The power is with the people now. And I, I recognize that. And I, I want to help uh, both the people and the companies to recognize that this, this shift is on. And, you know, we need to we need to stop. Right. All, all of these you know, old school uh, folks. Right. With their their military language and their campaigns and their, you know, this these types of marketing that, that needs to end. Uh, it's, it's not going to work anymore. So I, I'm a Gen Xer. I'm 45 years old. Uh, I, re- I remember the the Apple II and Oregon Trail and that right. I, mean, I remember being introduced to technology, uh, but I I had to learn it and get involved evolved with it. Right, I've evolved with it. Uh, behind me, there are people that are digital natives and they don't know anything else. Uh, and and to them, you know, the, the, an extension of their finger is a screen. Right, they don't know any different. And uh, but on the other side of me are, are these people that are making the business decisions, right? The C-suite folks and the board members, and they're they're boomers, and, and they they're 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 like I mean they, they you know they're on Facebook in in droves because they want to see pictures of their grandkids, but they don't understand functionally what's going on or why. And so I feel like we, as Gen Xers, we have a very interesting opportunity to serve as, as transition project managers, right? And, and help the people that are controlling the purse strings understand what, you know, what the future holds and what those people expect and, and how they can grow their business and connect with those folks. And so I feel, I feel, I feel like it's very timely uh, for someone in, you know, in, in our age to be, well, this, this is how this transition can transition well. And this is how we can move from those old school advertising, you know, madman stuff and into a future that's controlled by the people and, you know, real time, global, millions of people talking to millions of people, right? The future in digital communication. As an entrepreneur, I mean, were you always like this growing up? Did you have the lemonade stand kind of thing or, or uh, how, how did that present itself? How did that come out? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, you know, I, I did. I, I've always uh, my I, when I was supposed to be going to college, uh, I was I was starting uh, businesses and working on things, and uh, it took me. I did finally finish college. It took me about nine and a half years. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's just kind of, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of in my nature. And and the the thing is, you know, the, this is so you're reminding me of a story. So 
uh, one of those things that I did when I, I really wanted to play golf all the time is what I really wanted to do when I was supposed to be going to college. And, but I wasn't really that good at it. I mean, I wasn't as good maybe as I thought I was. And somebody, the golf pro that I hung around all the time, he said, you know, what you ought to do is become an equipment rep. And uh, you could, you could get, uh, you could get these lines of equipment. You could become a manufacturer's rep, and you could sell to the to the other golf pros and to places that are out of business now, like Pro Golf, right in Michigan. And, and I said, okay. <laughs> so I, this is a, so I, I I became an equipment rep. So, so now, as you can imagine, an inexperienced twenty year old equipment rep. The, th- the products that I got to sell on commission weren't that great, right? <laughs> I didn't, you know, Callaway and Titleist didn't hire me, right? right. So I had a bunch of crap nobody had ever heard of, and, and I loaded up my car, and I was driving around the state and, and doing demo days and appointments. And, and what, for some reason, you know, and I couldn't sell diddly, right? Because nobody wanted this stuff. And for some reason, I got the idea that if I could add other value to these retailers, to the golf pros, and that if I could do something for them, then they would they would like me, right? And, and maybe they'd find a way to buy this stuff. Hmm. And so I bought a Zig Ziglar customer service training package and I on cassette tapes and I memorized it. And I started doing customer service training uh, for the, for the retail guys on the floors of these golf shops. Wow! And, and teaching them how to do it, and then you know, and then the owner would look at my stuff, right? And I remember the first guy that I ever actually sold anything to was Terry Sutton in in Holland. Ironically, I didn't live there yet. Uh, at uh, Golf is us in Holland, and I remember distinctly Terry, Terry saying to me, "Don't you have anything I can buy from you?" <laughs> wow. yeah, because I had provided him with so much value that he was digging through the stuff that I had to sell, and he was trying to find some way to get me paid. What a great lesson! <laughs> That's, yeah, so I appreciate Terry very much. Uh, I see him every now and then, uh, still today, but. Uh, so it's just always been in my nature to, to to teach, to figure things out, teach them, and in, in in the way in the path of doing that, then there's business opportunity. So that's why uh, the, the role that I have with Smink, that's my job. That's why we've uh, created the and I do I have an equity position in the company and all that stuff. But my job is uh, as an experience officer, meaning I'm responsible for the, the the brand's experience with the platform, but more importantly, their customers' experience with the platform. And then my other job is to to be uh, you know that guy right that that's identifying these trends and these issues and speaking into the marketplace about these trends and these issues. So uh, we have the book uh, coming out and then we're going to New York City uh, for a week and we're speaking and doing all kinds of media and stuff there, uh, you know, the, the week after the book launch and uh, doing, been doing events in Chicago here and doing things online. And, and that's, that's really what's going on is we, we want to talk about uh, social brand advocacy. We want to talk about uh, ending us versus them marketing and, and military speak and business. And we want to help uh, companies make this transition well to a, to a new new generation. How did you get set up? I know we've talked a little bit about this kind of off uh, the air, but you are working with a PR firm there uh, when you go to 
Uh-huh. When you go and, and you get set up with these interviews, uh, that might be helpful for some people in, in some businesses or maybe somebody that's listening and wants to write a book, that kind of thing. How did you get set up with them and, and how, what does that process look like? Wow. In this case, it's, it's you know, everything happens with personal relationships, mm-hmm. right? So same, same word of mouth type of, of structure. Everything happens with personal relationships. So one of the investors and advisors to the Smink company is a guy named Jeffrey Hazlett. Uh, Jeffrey just had a best-selling book called Think Big. He's been a, uh, his uh, company is C-Suite. Uh, but he's former CMO of Kodak and a bunch of other things. So he is from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which is where uh, myself and one of the partners of Smink went to high school. And we somehow, and, and then one of the partners of Smink went to college with Jeffrey, and somehow it came up to get him involved with Smink. And now it turns out that uh, one of his assets is the PR firm Tallgrass. So we worked out a relationship then uh, for Tallgrass to help uh, Smink and to thusly help me, and all done in a very favorable way uh, because of the relationship. So I think the lesson in that, in terms of your uh, your question, is to recognize you know the value that exists in your network and to recognize the value of the people that you said you never wanted to see again when you day you die after you graduated from high school and these sorts of things, right? And and recognize that, you know, this no like and trust thing, this is a really, really big deal. And that, uh, you, know, you know, if you have the opportunity to, you know, that somebody recognizes you or trusts you enough to, to get on a phone call and have an actual conversation with an actual human being. Uh, and if you're, you know, if you have something of value and you're brave enough to ask them to help you, things can happen, right? And, and that's sort of how the world goes around in reality, right? And I think, uh, you know, part of the time, you know, you, you mentioned solopreneurs and entrepreneurs, and, and, and people get so tied up in tactics, right? They get so worried about tactics, and they get so worried about, well, what, what's the right hashtag to put on my Instagram post that will make it magically go viral, mm. and, you know, and this kinds of stuff that it's just, it's, it's, it's either a unicorn or a pipe dream, one of the two, and the, the reality is that the world still goes around by relationships and meeting people and demonstrating that you're not, a, you know, you have something valuable to say. And, uh, and also, you, you know, listening and <laughs> right? all, of, all of these things that are, that are very human, that are how business really gets done and how it really accelerates. Very interesting to hear you say that and uh, fascinated by the fact that the future is rooted in the past and that's exactly where we're going and i guess you know we're still people yeah we just all have a cell phone in our hand now but we didn't evolve <laughs> right <laughs> we just got a new toy right mm. that's powerful well uh look man i'd love to talk to you some more at another time um sure we may have to we may have to schedule something else because uh, there's a lot more you know, I, I really want to kind of dig into with you on some other things, but I appreciate sure. you being with us. And, and uh, yeah, it's great to have this conversation. I think there's some keys in this. 
<laughs> well, you know, every now and then, uh, I managed to say something accidentally. Uh, you, you know, I mentioned Zig Ziglar earlier, and what one of the Zig had this great self-deprecating sense of humor, and he, he would say that he it was as important that he always. Uh, you know, let people know when he says something profound, because people don't always recognize that what he said was profound. <laughs> so he, he would always point that out when he talked, just in case nobody else thought it was profound. Right. <laughs> yeah, he was one of a kind, man. He really yeah, was. absolutely. Well, I I would uh, I'd be uh, appreciative as well. I mean, I'm happy to connect with anybody. I, I'm just Sean M. Miller. I'm all uh, all every place online at Sean M. Miller. Happy to connect with people on these social networks that we're talking about and see what we're doing and say. But but actually say hi, right? Don't just don't just follow, uh, you know, or, or, or you know track around. Actually, you know, send a note, say hi. <laughs> yeah, just following is kind of creepy. <laughs> Well, it's, you know, I, I mean, I'm, gen, I'm, on, I'm not on there. I'm not on the social network for one-to-many communication. That's not, I'm not on there as a broadcast medium. I'm on there to, to, to actually meet interesting people and form relationships and find things that we can do together. That's the point to me. So I would love to connect with people, and I'd love to have them actually, you know, engage. And that's uh, Sean, S-H-A-W-N. And then I use M for my middle name, Michael, and Miller, M-I-L-L-E-R. Uh, and I don't know when you will uh, broadcast this, Justin, but I would be honored. Uh, the book launches on uh, September 6th, the day after Labor Day, uh, on Amazon, uh, both paperback and Kindle. And I would be honored if folks would, uh, you know, give, you know, honor me with a download in, in a few hours of their time and uh, hear my best thoughts about what's going on in the marketplace. Sean M. Miller. He is, of course, the chief experience officer at Smink. You can find them online at smink.com. Go Smink. And I definitely recommend the new book that Sean's written. Matter of fact, if you want to check him out, Sean Miller and his book, The New Face of Your Brand, which is out now. I think it's 99 cents on Kindle. I picked my copy up the other day. You can grab your copy at Kindle, Amazon.com, obviously. Jay Bear wrote the foreword for it. Brian Fanzo has written a, a couple of nice things about this. You can check out the book and the back cover at Amazon.com. Uh, matter of fact, if you want to check out the link, all the show notes will be at JustinBarclay.com slash purpose 029. So get the info there. Now, on to something a little different and a little more exciting. This is all about you. This next segment. Yep, it's time to take your temperature. I want to check your pulse. And I've got a couple of questions just for you. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. After this. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. The progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something. And progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck. On sale now at glennbeck.com slash liars. This is On Purpose with Justin Barclay on the Blaze Radio Network. So this next segment is all about you. It's a little something different. 
I wanted to kind of take your pulse, take your temperature. I want to find out where you are and where we should go. It's the next kind of version, the 2.0 of On Purpose. I'm interviewing a lot of folks. We love talking to people that have great stories to tell, especially business owners, people that have really found advantage through adversity. And, you know, I enjoy doing that. I really like to be able to have some great conversations, but also sometimes I feel like I've got things that are on my heart that I want to share with you, too. So we're really trying to kind of get a feel of what you want, what you're looking for in the On Purpose episode. And I want to take just a little kind of short survey with you. And I'd love to hear from you to let me know what it is exactly you would like to hear. Do you like some of these shorter episodes that we've had over the last, I don't know, couple of uh, weeks? Do you like the 20, 30 minute episodes or do you prefer longer kind of drawn out sort of, you know, hour-long episodes with great conversations with some of these wonderful people that we've been able to have on the Gary Vaynerchuks, the Grant Cardones. Actually, now come to think of it, Gary's episode was a little shorter. Grant Cardone's was classic, long, and just in-depth, knock-down, drag-out. Some of these folks just really kind of spill the beans when they get going longer into like a, a longer sort of... Uh, time frame. And I find now uh, when they're shorter, sometimes they tend to be all about the business and they don't really get too personal. Now, I know everybody's different. I know every interview will always be different. And of course, that's just the way life is. That's the way it goes. But I want to find out from you, what do you like? Would you like a mix of my commentary or something that's on my chest or something that's on my heart? I want to get off um, my chest one of these days to be included in the episodes? Or would you like to have just straight interview episodes, um, a little bit of both, one or the other? What do you prefer? I'd love to hear from you. My email, justin at justinbarclay.com. Again, it's justin at justinbarclay.com. This episode looks like it's going to come in at about 40 minutes, right? So not too long, not too short. Is there a sweet spot? And again, let me know, justin at justinbarclay.com. Why? Because this is important. We're building a community here together on purpose. So cheers to you and cheers to your life. Until next week. I can't wait to hear from you. It's Justin. This is On Purpose.